Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about what we're looking forward to watching on Disney Plus in May. We're also going to be talking about the Fall Love and Thunder trailer, talking about what we've been watching on Disney Plus, and also having a discussion about kind of the streaming world right now with um, all the stuff that's been going on with Netflix and CNN. And we figured it would be a good opportunity to have a little bit of a, a broader discussion about streaming. But if you haven't already done so, Make sure you hit that subscribe button here on YouTube. You can also subscribe on audio platforms, including iTunes, um, Spotify, etc. Go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Join our Facebook group where we've got over 200,000 members, and you can also find us on social media. So with that, let's jump into it. So um, we've had the list come in for, for May for the UK and also for the United States. We'll kind of go through the US one. I mean, it won't take very long, and um, we'll pick out some things while we're going on there. The UK one, I'll just pick out some of the highlights because um, as per usual, there's a lot of stuff. So um, let's kick things off on Wednesday, May the 4th. There will be a Disney Gallery, the Book of Boba Fett behind the scenes special, which not surprised by that, but I think that's actually a good drop for May the 4th. I mean, it would have been nice to have the Bad Batch or something a bit more interesting than that, but it's still okay. Yeah, we, we already know when Obi-Wan is coming out and that would yeah. have been the, the big one that people would have been expecting. Yeah, and ironically, the thing I'm more excited about is the finale of Moonlight, which drops on May the 4th. Um, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to that, to see how all this puts together. We're also getting Season 18, A Life Below Zero in the US, though. Hopefully that arrives, because that's, I'm sure that one's, I'm sure I've said that before and it has, hasn't turned up. Um, it which seems to be a common thing with these ones. Then on Wednesday the 11th, so nothing on um, Friday that week, um, you're then getting... Um, the assembled episode about the making of Moonlight, which should be a lot of fun. Um, the Quest, a brand new like reality series, um, which is just I'm still really struggling with this series. To be it, it, it's something about it, it's, it's a bit weird. Uh, we talked about it previously, so yeah. there's not much else to say. No, uh, it's it has potential to be interesting to younger audiences. Um, I think most of us in the older audience groups are kind of scratching our head and a bit bewildered but i i could yeah. definitely see as a child wanting to do something at least what they describe for mm. the quest uh like, whether or not just, to pull it off yeah i mean i'm hoping as well they start i'm um, advertising a bit more because we're only about three weeks away um and it seems like it, you know if, if it looks like it's cost a lot of money so you look like you'd want to kind of promote it a little bit also some new library content dropping that day including just like me seasons one and two myra a royal detective season two something bit me some new episodes of The Chicken Squad and season two of The Wizard of Paws. Then on Friday, uh, the 13th of May, so Friday the 13th, you're getting Sneakerella, um, um, a new movie, which is kind of a new modern version of sneak uh, Cinderella with sneakers, but with a role reversal. Not going to lie, I'm it's not a, I'm, I'm going to watch it because it's on Disney+, Plus. but if it was on any other platform, I'd be avoiding it like the plague. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it just looks like yeah, yeah. I mean, that, did you watch that Cinderella that they did on Amazon? That, that, that was. Uh, no, I, I did not. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll watch, I'll watch Nicarel. I don't have quite as negative, but uh, honestly, yeah. Uh, in other situations, I wouldn't be watching it. Yeah. Then on Wednesday the eighteenth, we're getting some new episodes of Alice Wonderland Bakery, um, that Italian. Uh, Disney series that was supposed to come out next week has been pushed back a couple of weeks. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it because I've, I've, I, if if you saw the video of me trying to pronounce this after like 18 attempts, it was just like, <laughs> yep, no, <laughs> I 
can't, can't do it. And then Secrets of the Zoo season five. And then on Friday, May the 20th, getting shook, which was a originally going to be a Disney Channel, a Disney original, and then it got moved over to Disney Channel, and it's sat on the Disney Channel for like a year over there. Um, got um, Sophia Wilde from um, High School Musical in that one. And then the big one, and I'm going to be honest, this is the thing I'm probably more excited about than, well, maybe a little bit below the Moonlight finale, but Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Um the new movie. Um, there's something about this movie which is just really, I'm just excited about something that's taking a, characters that I loved as a kid. Um, the trailer didn't make it look awful. And <laughs> I don't know, there's, there's something about this movie which I just I just want to watch it. Um, I can't wait to watch that one. That's actually really high on my, um, and I would, again, this is, if this was in the cinema, I would be going and seeing it. This is this is the thing for me. I, I would be, t- um, going and seeing that even if it was in the cinema <laughs> yeah and going complete opposite direction i grew up with the rescue rangers too I, I love the rescue rangers from childhood and and the disney afternoon block but the trailer for me was the exact opposite i i hated that trailer and honestly well i'll watch it for for this but based on the trailer i would that would be a hard pass for me I think because um, the fact that it does look so different from the series, I like it, and it's a bit, um, it's kind of got like a humor side of like Deadpool, and it's aware of itself, and it's, um, oh, I don't know, it, it looks completely, it's a, it's like it's completely different. It's not Chippendale Rescue Rangers that we had as a kid. This is a modern, like it's like I say, it's not a reboot, it's a comeback, but it, it very much doesn't feel part of the the original story, and I like that. I just like the idea that you know. Instead of you know like ruining it, it's like no, well, they can't ruin it because this is something completely separate and it's live action and yeah, it just well, looks I, a lot of fun. I never really subscribed to the idea of new content um, making old content worse or something like that. There are a couple of extreme situations, but like <laughs> even if this is absolutely awful, it wouldn't change my opinion of the yeah. of the cartoon growing well, up. We, I know, we, I know well, some people a, do have that. Though. A we live through the Transformers Beast Wars, which was dreadful when that came out. Um, also, we we live through Star Wars: The Phantom Menace and the Ewoks movies. You know, things can things can come back. See, I've, um, I've never actually seen any Transformers series or show for any significant amount of time. Like I've <laughs> seen episodes here and there, but it, uh, the movies, the show, I haven't really watched them. Yeah, no. see, being being that that eighty, I I had wait, I, and I keep looking at these um, Transformer toys and thinking, no, Let's no, see. no, do not. So for me, it would be uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was yeah. the one that I grew up with, and. Uh, probably irritated the heck out of my parents with. Yeah, it is funny. Um, yeah, my it's I I love them too. I mean, I was I was a full on ninja, nin, but we weren't allowed to call it ninja over here. It was hero turtles. I but nevertheless, <laughs> let's move on. Um, on Friday, May the twenty seventh, we're getting two episodes of Obi Wan Kenobi. Interesting, they call it part one and part two. So rather than chapters and stuff, they're calling it something different. We're getting a, trying to. Trying to give it a, a a little bit extra like oomph to it, I yeah. guess, because part one sounds more more important, more formal. Very strange that they're doing it on the Friday. Um, I mean, I know they got Star Wars Celebration that week. Um, whether or not they're, gonna, I don't know. I wouldn't be at all. I still wouldn't be at all surprised if it shifts to Fridays right through June. I still think that that's something that they're going to end up doing. Um, stay away from Miss Marvel, but. Um, also, we're getting a new National Geographic documentary, We Feed People, by Ron Howard, which is all about um, a chef, um, Jose Andres, and his non-profit World Central Kitchen. And it's kind of, it's been around for a while, but that one's finally coming out. Plus, we're getting Bad Boys, 
just not the Will Smith movie, which is one of my favorite films. Now we're getting an ESPN documentary. That one really did kind of go, huh? Uh, is that the Sony? Like, no, it's got to be. And then I found there was an ESPN documentary. It's like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and Another my, it, yeah. And my first reaction was uh, that it'd be the movie Bad Guys, which is just in theaters here now in America, animated movie. Don't know anything else about yeah. it. But it's like, that's not a Disney movie. Why would that be? No. Yeah, so it's not it's not bad boys. Then we're getting another ESPN documentary, D Wade, Life Unexpected. That's some basketball people. Apparently in the video I said Dr. Wade because of how I read it. I haven't got a clue who he is. Um to be honest, you could have the entire NFL team. Well, you could have the entire NFL and the entire NBA in front of me, and I wouldn't be able to pick one person out unless Shaq is in it. <laughs> uh, Shaq, Shaq would be easy to pick out of most. <laughs> crowd just in general. I, uh, I honestly know nothing about um, about those sports so I, I wouldn't know any of them we're also getting some national geographic documentaries hubble's cosmic journey and mission pluto um so i still a very very light month for the u.s um you know literally it feels like chippendale rescue rangers sneakerella obi-wan kenobi uh that we feed people quest it's the originals the library content it's just, it's just i don't know I'm sure it's. I'm, I'm wondering if it's something to do with this, the international launch coming up at the at the end of May, beginning of June, because nobody's really even the US, even like the UK and the Australias. Most of the stuff that's being added is already available in other countries. So it's like it, I don't know. There's just just there's not a lot being programmed into Disney Plus at the minute. And it's, it's yeah. And, I mean, and we're I think on to like four of this of this year, just really bad months. But it's also going to be part of the result of COVID being preventing them from being able to create much in the way of uh mm. original content the last couple of years we're yeah. starting to see that drought effect kick in i mean even even with moon Knight, like mm. no matter how much we're enjoying that one there are times when you can look at it and go oh yeah this the, there's some covid stuff preventing them from like using big crowd scenes and things like that a lot of the time yeah um, um it's interesting because i was talking as as you do with, with the cinematographer of moonlight because we've got some interviews coming up this week and you know covid was a big part of it you know like because they're all like wearing screens and um you know couldn't see stuff and they had to they had to think a little bit more about um about that whole process and as you said very noticeable that there's there's no indoor scenes i mean even that scene when they were in the restaurant you could see there was space <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's just one of those things that we i think it covers it quite well on Moon Knight, but you can definitely sense that feeling of the, the, the crowds would have been bigger without it. Yeah, I mean, we'd been in the COVID lockdowns or or whatever you want to call them uh, for quite a while when Moon Knight was was filming. Mm -hmm. So they they had their techniques down a lot better than say like uh, the reshoots for WandaVision, where it's it it's very yeah. obvious that they're very carefully spaced apart and not standing close to each other. Um, and and some of the other ones that were shot then and even just like regular TV, I'll bring in the, the CW DC shows. You watch the shows that, that were coming out right at the beginning of COVID and you're like, yeah, you guys are having a hard time with this, aren't you? But more recent seasons like Superman and Lois, uh, yeah. you can tell that they figured out what they could do and what they couldn't do. Well, I always think like back with like um, Doogie Kamaloa MD, where they pretty much filmed everything outside, but like mm -hmm. a couple of scenes, you know, you could really see that difference. Or, um, or like, um, 
big shot where they're like, oh yeah they just yes, we released we released bees into the gymnasium so you can't have the basketball game in the gymnasium like, oh my god yeah that that at least I, I i didn't mind that one that one was all right i think it was more I, the high high school musical where they just canceled the final stage performance it was a bit more like, yeah that didn't work it, it's been interesting seeing what directors and and writers have come up with as their um, excuses or their ways of making it happen. And and just like any restriction on storytelling, sometimes you will get really, really inventive things. And other times you will get like writers who just clearly did not know how to write their way out of it. Maybe through no fault of their own, but just like, yeah, you weren't up for this task. No, it's, it's funny how all this works. Let's shift gears now um, and talk about the UK list. So it has all the same Disney Plus originals that um, the US is landing on the same time. So I'll pick out some highlights. So we're getting new episodes pretty much weekly of The Resident Season 5. We're also getting NCIS Season 19 episodes, Our Kind of People, The Great North Season 2, Bob's Burgers Season 2, Family Guy Season 20. Plus, we're also getting like American Crime Story seasons one and two. So I want to watch season two because I've never seen that one. Um, Snowfall season four. We're getting new episodes of the Kardashians every week, um, which turns out to be one of the biggest series. I mean, they pretty much said it's the biggest series um, on Hulu for a debut um, on Star Plus. And they even said on Disney Plus. Now, on Variety, they said that it was the biggest star original. But the actual press announcement just said biggest um series debut and i'm like i think i think this is probably i think it wouldn't surprise me internationally if the kardashians was actually bigger than the marvel and star wars a lot of people are like no it wouldn't like, i think there's a lot of there's a lot more people watching i it really so funny because every time i bring up the kardashian series people you know the comments are just just horrendous and it's like it's the biggest show on the plat on on disney plus and it's like there's a there's a much bigger audience of people that just don't talk about it. Um, yeah, it's 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 really, but I I wouldn't be at all surprised because I think there's a lot more people like parents and, and mums and dads and stuff that watch watch it that have got Disney Plus that maybe wouldn't sign in for um, the Marvel shows and stuff. So yeah, no, I, I, it's a big success for Disney Plus so far. Yeah, I, I'm not even remotely surprised, and I do fall in the camp of yeah, it probably is the biggest show on Disney Plus internationally or Hulu in the states. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, as I said before, it's not a show that I have any intention of supporting, but it would be very, very foolish to underestimate how popular it is. There's a reason people watch it, and there's a reason that it gets talked about. And mm-hmm. Disney put a very big amount of effort into making sure that people knew where to watch it, uh, and. Yeah, it, it's one of the few. Like, it's one of the few. Like, like the way they advertise it as well. Like, even on all social media, like they they mention all free streaming services. They're very clear and precise. They know they've got an audience everywhere, and they're being very clear about where it is. We've got major major national television stations running ad com- commercials for the Kardashians. It's on me. Um, I watched it with my wife again this week. You know, this this is a series that we watch together. Um, great, you know, this is and it's nice. Like, I, I sat there, shall we watch the Kardashians, darling? It's like, I've got to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I mean, but that's the thing is, there are lots and lots of people who have that reaction of, you know, th- this is the I Love Lucy, or, yeah. or the you know, you sit down and you watch the show because this is the show that you, you have to keep up with. And as much as we love the Marvel and the Star Wars movies, a lot of people are willing to go, hey, you know, I'll wait until the whole thing's out and watch mm. it at that point. Or I don't need to sit down and watch it the day it comes out. It 
it's easy to forget we do kind of live in a bit of an echo chamber here where everybody that you talk to is excited but once you get outside of that it's like oh yeah yeah the mandalorian Uh, i saw a couple episodes that was really good you know that's that's the more typical um and it, it whether or not it would annoy you to realize that the kardashians do generate buzz and people do mm. talk about them which means you've got to be there and up with what's going on with it yeah no it's good um so i i'm enjoying it we're also getting new episodes of this is us season six every first as well along with the kardashians um some other quick things that are coming out um here in the uk we're getting how i met your father season one um so we're getting the whole season of that on the 11th of may um the finale in i think comes out on may the 4th for like the US on Hulu, Canada, and Australia, and for some reason, like Aust- Ireland is getting it weekly. I'm looking. I've. I am so far. I'm, I am now into mid season nine of How I Met Your Mother. I'm. I might actually even make and got the whole lot watched, even though I have seen the first four episodes of How I. I've, I have managed somehow to binge my way through nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother over the last couple of months. So I'm doing quite well on that one. Speaking, um, of, speaking of shows that at the time you had to keep up with to know what's going yeah. on because that was super popular. I must um, admit, I'm re- I am getting bored of it now. I, I'm at that point where it's just like, can we just get? I think the host last this whole nine season they're at a wedding and it's like, can we just meet them? <laughs> Very odd, yeah. Nevertheless, um, other some other highlights we have got just picking up here. Some movies like Goodbye Christopher Robin, which is one I've been wanting to watch for a while. Um, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, Bruce Almighty. We're also getting Life and Beth season one on the 18th of May. So we're getting the whole load of that one. I don't know again why that one got delayed for the UK um, compared to the other um, regions. Also, what I'm looking forward to, um, Grownish season four is dropping on the same day. We're getting the whole season. So I've, I've already seen seasons one to three. I, I'm looking forward to catching up on that one. So that's another show that I want to watch. Also getting the first episode of American Dad season 18 on that day with new episodes dropping weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, new, new season of Minds and Sea season three will drop the same day. Moving on from there, May the 20th, obviously we've got Chippendale Rescue Rangers. We're also getting... Um, uh, the Transporter and a brand new Disney Plus sort of star slash Hulu original, The Valet. Um, as a new movie that will be international and on Hulu. The Valet that looks kind of interesting. Yeah. A, a, co- a comedy, you know, about a, a valet who has to ha- pretend to be a Hollywood celebrity's yeah, wife. Yeah, just, it's it's just, just it looks stupid. It looks fun. I'll, I'll give it, give that one a go. Wife or husband? I thought the valet was the boy in this case. The, bo- um, the valet is the is pretending to be the boyfriend. I think. Okay, yeah, that's that's yeah. what I thought. So, uh, typical odd couple um, setup. Although, and then what was it? The transporter is that the movie or the show? That's the movie with Jason okay. Stratham. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's it's actually one of those kind of things of like those like cl- it's just, it's just like a classic. 80s or 90s action movie just like in the noughties. It's, it's completely over the top. It, it had some fun action sequences. I, I, I watched Speed again over the weekend because it got put onto Disney Plus last week and I was like, I forgot how good I watched. I love that movie except for the ramp bit at the end. It's just stupid. Well, yeah, but it, it's yeah. they knew what they were doing when they did that. Also, too. um watched Le Mans 66, the uh, Ford oh. versus Ferrari because that got added. Really enjoyed that movie. Me and my wife, we watched that last Sunday. Um, I, this is what I do like about these Friday movie drops. Um, quite often we watch some of the ones on on the weekend and stuff. So it's cool. I, I thought that was a really good movie too. Uh, yeah. Definitely recommend it for anyone who's got it available on one of the platforms that they're That's they're cool. on. 
Um, so, I mean, there's loads of National Geographic stuff dropping for it. Also getting all 12 seasons of NYPD Blue. Um, a new Disney Plus original, or Star original on the 25th of May. Um, Wu-Tang Season 1, I think it's already on Hulu. I think Season 3 is coming up, so we're a little bit behind. But we're finally getting that one. Um, some movies dropping on the 27th, along with Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're getting Daredevil. JFK, it looks like we're getting a number of... Um, Regency movies starting to drop now onto Disney Plus, like including The Negotiator, um, which are more like Warner Brothers movies, but obviously they got that deal um, to come in. Um, Big Mamas, we're getting all three, all three of the Big Mama movies, um, plus Jumper. But uh, the one of the series <laughs> I'm really looking forward to on the 31st of May, and it'll be dropping around the world on Disney Plus and on Hulu in the United States, Pistol. And this is all six episodes, I think, of the the behind this. It's not even. I said like a uh, a, a drama series, drama, about, yeah, yeah, about the uh, Sex Pistols. Um, I'm looking. I, it's, I just, yeah, you know, I, I'm kind of at that point. FX are making some great shows. This one's, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I think that one's going to be a, a bit of a highlight. I think for for May, and I like the. It's like well, we're getting all of, all of them at once, so that. That'll be a lot of fun. So that's so there's a lot there, especially in the UK. I mean, I'm I'm definitely gonna throw like Grownish, Season Four, Pistol, How I Met Your Father. I'm gonna give Life and Beth a go. I haven't haven't tried that one out yet. Um, we've got the Kardashians. This is just 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 like nice selection, as I normally say with the UK one. We get a little bit more juicy stuff with all that Hulu stuff. And I'm sure it was interesting seeing Daredevil pop up on the list again. Like we just got Daredevil. Oh, it's that Daredevil. It's Though that, I know oh, a I lot. Mind that. I didn't mind it. It just keep your expectations tempered, and it's perfectly <laughs> fine. It, it's but it's by no means a particularly good one. But it's not nearly as bad as people remember. Plus, it had uh, that yeah. that fun Evanescence song at the end of it. But I, yeah, um, I know a lot of countries still haven't gotten the Netflix uh, yeah. Daredevil and stuff. And, and I believe that's coming in June, I think. I, um, I think I saw the Netherlands. Um, I think they said that it was coming in June. So there was, I think I hope so. there was, must have been some issues, I think, with dubbing or something like that. I, I just know that a lot of countries kind of feel um, left out or, or annoyed by the fact that it got pulled from Netflix in those countries and then did not get put on Disney+. Mm. Plus. So it's, you know, if you're in one of these countries like the Netherlands, you currently can't see Daredevil yeah. or Luke Cage or, or Jessica Jones and... Uh, yeah, I, I wish that that had not happened. No, it's definitely kind of this line of like some of the stuff that they pull off. It, 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 there's just no continuity going on with any of these releases. Um, so yeah, so there we go. So that is what's coming up in May on Disney Plus in the US, UK, and around the world. Um, let's shift gears now and do a little bit of news before we jump into one of the big topics of, of today. Uh, so we had the first trailer for, for Love and Thunder, which is coming out in July in cinemas. So expect it to arrive on Disney Plus and maybe September, October time. Ah, oh, the, the music with Guns N' Roses. I, I I must have watched this trailer like four or five times. It was, I just, I there's something about this movie which is just, it, it, I'm really excited about it. I'm, I'm probably more excited about this one than Doctor Strange. I don't think it's just the, the, the humor, the fact it doesn't take itself seriously. It involves it, you know, the Guardians. I don't know. I just this movie just looks so great. Yeah, I only watched the trailer once, but I, I definitely could have watched it multiple times. But the main reason I didn't watch it multiple times was I am already sold on this movie. I, I don't 
I don't want to overexpose myself to it. I definitely am looking forward to it more than Doctor Strange, which is not to undersell yeah. um, excitement for Doctor Strange. I've already got my ticket for it. But this is the Marvel movie of the year that I'm looking forward to. Um, it's based on a storyline that I love. Um, it's got the Lady Thor coming into it, which, of course, uh, some people <laughs> decided. Yeah. I, hey, Natalie Portman looks like she's she really got prepared for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just it just looks fun. I mean, we saw absolutely nothing in the movie that probably isn't far, probably from the first five minutes, other than like a little hint of Zeus. Um, whether or not Gore's going to turn up, and you know, something's going to happen there. Don't know. I just it just I just love the fact as well. Like like he's like looking. No, <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris's eyes. <laughs> Thor. Out of all of the MCU characters, Thor had like the biggest character shift, and I know some people weren't really happy about that with Ragnarok, where he he went from his first two movie personality to the Ragnarok personality. But um, honestly, I, I just like they're they're just leaning into it right now. As going all it, in. It's it's just something I would. I, it's that charisma, isn't it? There's something on that's. Um, it was funny because um, it's. Yeah, there's just something to me. There's just something about him um, that just pulls you in, and I and that and it, he's got the humor, he's got the smile, and I don't know. It just it is just that kind of thing. Of it really, it, I, and the, the expectation for this trailer was so high. So many people were excited for it and waiting for it because everyone's getting worried that we are. It's like they got a lot of other stuff dropping with Marvel over the next <laughs> eight weeks. There's a lot, you know, between now and you know, it would be one thing to be sitting here going like. Four's coming out in July. Oh yeah, that's good. Okay, so he's like, you know, eight. What was it? About ten weeks away. Something like that. It's not that long. Maybe ten, twelve weeks. It's not as long away as you think it is, right? No. <laughs> and then they're going, well, hold on a minute. I've got, I've got a Doctor Strange, Miss Marvel, and Moonlight still left to drop. Um, between then and now. So yeah. And so, then, and She Hulk coming at some point after that. And you know, th yeah. it's going to be an incredible year for Marvel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, this one looks. Looks like it's going to be just a lot of fun. My one concern, um, and I'm, I'm hoping will be unfounded, is I, I hope they don't overplay uh, Peter and Thor's contention. Obviously, there was some of that in the the trailer with you know, uh, you know, the head coming into the scene and Pete Quill being like, "Get out of the way! You're not. I'm not. You're not who I'm talking about." It's a really funny interaction seeing them two. I just hope that that doesn't become too much of the focus of the human. I, I have a feeling yeah, because was, they did lean into the idea that at some point they leave. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering they might even be in it only like the beginning of it and then they leave for to do what he needs to with his own story with Korg and Lady Ford. Yeah. Um, they, but yeah, no, I'm 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 in. Um, this is going to be, again, this will be a nine o'clock showing for me when it drops in the cinema. I'm, yeah, I'm sewed. I, to be honest though, at this point, like Taika has yeah i i could have just not watched this trailer yeah. entirely and i'd still be like 100 confident because between ragnarok what we do do in the shadows and more recently our flag means death he, he has just been on a roll yeah. of great shows and great movies I, i'm probably at a point yeah. now where i think like and i probably think this is probably like all of us now where the marvel studios just could they literally could drop a movie onto us like tomorrow without any adverts, a black screen with a Marvel Studios untitled, and it would probably be one of the biggest, it probably would be one of the biggest movies because everyone would be so intrigued about it, but they literally okay, well, I'm not counting Morbius because that didn't count as a proper Marvel movie. MCU. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I think we're at a point now where we have that trust, and yeah, so for me, 4 looks, looks fantastic. Yeah, and I think 
like a lot of people point to the Eternals and and maybe to a lesser extent Black Widow not doing as well as they would have hoped, but uh, these people are either in, intentionally discounting the COVID effect or or just want it as part of their narrative that oh no you know the, it's a story about a woman superhero so it's it, obviously it wasn't going to do it. it's like no it was literally the first movie that got people out of their houses to a movie theater. Yeah, uh, for a very long time, but it still wasn't going to do as well as people thought. No. Um, yeah, it, they could literally just take any character in the backlog right now. Yeah, this is Marvel's, um, you know, like uh, Beetle comic, yeah. and there you go. That's it. Who's the Beetle? It's a random, you know, yeah. random Spider-Man villain. I think ultimately, you know, after all these movies and all these series, they they've developed the trust, you know, and that's ultimately. It's that kind of thing of, you know, the the MCU has become just as, you know, you're, you're in it. And I think the only trouble is, is it's like, it's hard, it's hard to get new people in. But saying that, my one of my friends recently went out for lunch and she said, oh, I watched the first, like, you know, Iron Man movie. And it's like, oh, yeah, I liked it. Well, I kind of felt like we should get into the MCU. Like, now we just now she just gives regular updates to my wife going, oh, yeah, we just watched another one. <laughs> Conversely, you can also see how it'd be very intimidating to get into the MCU at this point. Like, yeah, every it. once in a while, my mom will be like, "Can you just give me a list of the ones that I should watch?" And just like, I, I could probably break it down to like the the core ones, but they're up to twenty something movies at this point. If you really are just starting, have not watched any of them, or or you watched your first one and now you want to get into it and see it more, it, there's a lot of watching, especially. If you add in Agents of Shield, Agent Carter, the 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 Netflix shows, and so on, like, all right, how much time you got? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it is it is tricky. My, my my parents seem to be doing all right. They seem to be kind of slowly keeping up. Um, but yeah, so there we go. So that's um, so let's shift over gears now. We're going to talk um a little bit more about um the sort of streaming side of things. But before we do that, I just do a quick bit of housekeeping. Big thank you to our supporters on Patreon and YouTube channel members. Thank you so much for your support. And in, in what this does is by paying us um a couple of bucks a month, you get early access to certain content, but also more importantly, you get to take part in the weekly Q and A. And more importantly than that, you support us kind of keeping up with all, all of our bills and stuff and server costs and um, hosting fees and stuff. So big thank you to Sarah for at the executive level. Also to Jeremy, Adam, Martin, Dawn, Joshua, Bina, my VCR still works, Raphael, Ben, uh, Mamad, we've also got Dave, Rookie Wright, da uh, Dana, and also Dan, while over on the uh, on Patreon, sorry. And um, we've also got um, uh, Andrew, Elliot, We've got Jacob, Khalid, Red Mars Man. Thank you very much for all of your support, along with Aero G, Chris, Cody, uh, Daniel, Darren, The Juice, and Lauren. Thank you so much for all of your support. And, yeah, let's jump into it now. So this week has been a little bit of an interesting week for the streaming wars. Um, earlier this week, Netflix put out its quarterly... Oh, I don't think this is a quarterly or it's, it's gave out its latest results. And they were down hundreds... Of millions of subscribers instead of just they would literally were expecting like a two million subscriber growth they were under i mean some of that could be put down to obviously taking people that were subscribed in russia and taking them out of the account but it's it was the first time they'd not had growth and they missed their target the stock price plummeted i mean we're talking i think it was like we're talking billions i think it was like 30 it's like 30 percent maybe even more off the stock price dropped. I mean, we're talking. We're talking. People lost 
a lot of money. This was a massive shift. Um, caused massive um that it then caused a ricochet effect on all the different media platforms with streaming services so disney comcast and paramount all their st stocks um, sort of dropping because the realization that there is a top cap on how many people are going to subscribe and netflix is starting to get to that point and also probably more importantly with netflix people are starting to unsubscribe um in larger numbers um because for a variety of reasons that we'll get into but there's been a lot of talk over the last uh, year or so, really, that Netflix's stock was actually valued too high because it was being compared as a tech company against like Google and Apple, etc. But in actual fact, it was a media company, more like Disney. And that's why, I mean, its share price was like over $700 compared to like Disney was, I think it was like 170 or something like that. So there was a massive, massive difference in the stock price. And the stocks have dropped and realization really from netflix that they need to get some more revenue so they're they're, they're going to introduce an ad tier as well i mean they've been kind of against it for a while but netflix are going to go for this low cost option they're also saying that they're going to have to cut the amount of content that they're creating they've been creating too much content and spending too much money the animation department looks like that's been the first one to have the big axe sweep across it they've um, announced a load of stuff and generally the 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 King Netflix has had a bloody nose and had an arm chopped off because it really has just had, and I am not kidding. I went to my accountants this week and my accountant asked me what's going on with Netflix, you know, and that's, and my, I got in the car, my dad and my dad went, what's going you know, and it's like, Oh, this is like reaching beyond um, because that thing of like Netflix has been the King of streaming. And with that, things are sort of moving along. My little dog's not liking that. And they're, they're annoying your dog too. Then, yeah. Well, she oh, she certainly did not like um, polar bear, did you? You didn't like polar oh, bear. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think just to, as a whole, sort of Netflix's host thing really of being the king really took a dive. And it's also I'm I'm wondering how this will affect other streamers. I think Disney Plus is going to be looking at what's going on here. You know, they're all going to be looking at it going, what's the upper tier? You know, because we know like Disney have been targeting like 240, 250 uh, million subscribers. But is that the top? Is that the top end of what they're ever going to be able to get? Um, that's the, there's only so many households that can actually subscribe. And, you know, this ever-ending chase of subscribers will eventually run out. And some of it, I think, was un the, the sort of the shareholders and the analysts kind of pushing on stuff that wasn't really realistic. And then for that, it's just been like a market adjustment to where it should have been. Well, that that's a a story as old as time with the stock mm. market. I mean, that Netflix is just the latest victim of that. Infinite growth is just not possible, no matter the industry, but particularly in a subscription-based industry. And eventually you're going to hit a cap. Uh, but the stock market is built on showing increases, not year after year, but quarter after quarter. You yeah. Know, continual, continual, continual increases. And at some point, every company is going to hit that limit where he's like, there's nothing else to do. And, and frankly, it's really toxic. But what can you do about it at this point? And Netflix is more of a victim than anything else, I think, of that. But the other thing um, that's important to keep in mind, of course, you know, when you compare Netflix to Peacock or Disney Plus or HBO Max, is that Netflix only is Netflix. Yeah. Once you get outside of what's on the streaming platform, there is no Netflix platform. Right. No. 
they don't have other products. It is literally just a streaming. Whereas HBO, they've got all the Warner Brothers stuff. They're still releasing stuff in theaters. They've got the properties. Um, they own properties. That's another major thing. Netflix yeah. doesn't actually like own studios, which seems like it's smart on the surface. But then actually, the more you dig into, you kind of like that's not that great a thing because there's a lot of sharing around. Disney, of course, has the parks and like all their brands everywhere. Netflix, I think needs to kind of follow Amazon on this route because Amazon we know is like the big superstore in the mm. cloud. You know, it's the internet. It's I can go online and buy any book from anywhere in the world, any movie from anywhere in the world, et cetera, et cetera. But Amazon's money comes from their technology. It comes from AWS, the Amazon cloud services that they powered like some absurd amount of money of uh, websites. They power Disney plus, you know, yeah, when that went no. down, you know, that affected them. Yeah, AWS is huge. Netflix is actually in a decent position to leverage that. They have a product called Chaos Monkey, which is used for um, testing the, the resiliency of systems and being able to find weak points in systems so that you know what you have to fix. You're supposed to use it on your own systems to, yeah. to find the weak points. If they can find a way to build on that and start selling off these services uh, to other tech companies... I think they'll find that revenue stream going, getting much better, which will then let them enhance their streaming services as well. Yeah, they have options to them, but they cannot stay strictly streaming if they want to stay uh, in well, the game. This has always been that thing. I mean, I mean, we've been talking about it for years of that of like Netflix lives or dies by its subscriber numbers because that's literally all it's got. That is like ninety nine percent of its revenue, and whereas like. You know, and like when like they were valued higher than Disney stuff, and you go, well, hold on a minute. Disney have got like six theme parks. They've got a cruise line. They've got they've got stores. They've got theatrical releases. They've got video games. They've got all kinds of stuff. Books. You know, they've got see everything they could possibly do. And it's like their diversity. So if one thing went down, they're still making money as well, which showed during the pandemic of even though the parks are down, they had you know, and that was definitely it. But it feels like we've, we've, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic, and I think like Pentelog, the the bike people, they were kind of in that same thing of, you know, they all had this big boost during the pandemic. Of course, now everyone's going back to normal, and going back out and meeting friends, and they're meeting up for dinners, and they're going on holiday, and you know, but also more importantly, there is a cost of living crisis going on right now with inflation around the world. This is not just, you know, it's not just in the US. This is happening everywhere where the costs of everything from the uh, the pandemic, along with the current crisis in um, Ukraine, all these different things, they're all bringing together and causing a storm where people are now going, do I need seven different streaming services? I'm not home enough to worry. I'm out, I'm, you know, I'm not at home working from home anymore where, you know, you might have been watching it. You know, there's, that's a whole other thing there. It's so much has changed, but it feels like Netflix had a readjustment. But that readjustment, I feel, is going to have a ripple across everywhere because Disney might start going, hmm, we need to do more. You know, maybe we don't want to go all in as much onto our streaming services. We want to keep the, the, the linear ones rolling. I mean, I think they should be like almost like a dual system where, you know, you're using them much more like the guys that have got cable aren't on streaming and the ones on streaming haven't got cable. So you need to look at them as like different, same customer, just using a different platform. And then you've got theatrical releases. I think Disney, you know, they've been very open about staying with them. I think they're probably going to stay with them a bit more because I feel like, you know, it's like um, Encanto, 
you can make 200 300 million before it's hit streaming and you know it's like it's there's more value in it you know they've made the money back on cinema tickets and then they put it to streaming and the numbers are still good if they do it quick enough i don't know it's just you can definitely feel like you know a big thing as well as is how much money they're investing in content this chasing 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 subscribers subscribers the rate that the new the new series have been dropping is just too high i mean i the trouble is with disney is it's, it's un, here in the uk we're in that different situation i'm looking at that list like we talked about earlier of like I'm, we're getting pistol we're getting this we're getting that we're getting this we're getting that well that's a full system in the us you're still it's still splintered so much um, so it doesn't look, well, Disney Plus is only getting free shows. They can't cut down anymore. Well, actually, if you put them all together, you've got enough to give a good month's a solid. But the way that Netflix has been dropping stuff just isn't sustainable. That and uh, Netflix in the last couple of years has also been drawing a lot from uh, international content. Obviously, they've got a very big Korean library. They've got a pretty big Indian library. Uh, and they've been using that to shore up in between the originals. Like I know Stranger Things is is getting a lot of buzz. They they dropped the season four trailer and such last week, and uh, that's a huge one. That that is one of their their huge huge titles. But if you look at their weekly drops, it it's a lot of uh, licensed stuff that they picked up, and and that's nothing wrong with that. Just to be clear, a lot of those shows are really good. Like we got Squid Games out of that, and, and yeah. um, I think Kingdom came out of that. Things like that, but. You know, there there is a difference between content you make yourself and content that you get licensed. And Disney Plus will have the same thing, especially as you know, as a uh, Japanese show just started off yeah. in Japan this week and it'll be coming here eventually. Uh, things like that, and they're judged differently. I I, I, always, I always look at like the international stuff a little bit differently because to me it's more a case of you're creating it to create a buzz in that particular region. So if you're making a show for Japan or you're making a show for Latin America, or whatever. And it's the same thing with Netflix. Is they're making it for that region, and it's along the lines of, well, we've got it, we own the rights to it. Well, we might as well give it to everybody else. And that's, and I'm mean, a little bit like, well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to um, kind of do that of spread that content out if you own it? You might as well do it. But I don't look at like those international shows as a way. Okay, well, they've dropped four seasons this year of new shows. No, they don't count. They don't count to me. Well, especially when we're talking about, say, Star Plus Originals, where it's, you know, some of the things on the, the May list that you're going through, it's like, oh, yeah, season one's coming out over here in the UK, and season three will be starting in the US, uh, you know, yeah. later this month. And kind of like, well, there is a big difference between season one and season three in, in yeah. terms of excitement, right? Yeah. I just, it's like, but also this week, and this is another big one, CNN launched mm -hmm. a streaming service, I think it was about three weeks ago, called CNN yeah. Plus. And it's already been capped. Discovery obviously took over Warner Brothers a couple of weeks ago, and they've decided to just cut off CNN Plus overnight. That's been cut off, and um, they're closing it down. And it didn't even last three weeks. I don't think it was. I mean, there's jokes about it being like quibbly, but I don't look at this like CNN Plus Plus wasn't a failure. In the fact, it wasn't a failure. It was just Discovery never would have launched it. Discovery didn't want it to be launched. I don't. I don't think there was a lot because of the legal reasons they couldn't talk about stuff properly. I do feel like Discovery or sorry Warner Brothers shouldn't have released CNN Plus like a week before the the deal went through. Uh, they should have just been like, you know what? I mean, they spent millions on it. It's almost like, do we rush it to get it out because we've spent millions on this project and we want it out? It just looks. It just looks so bad. But then Discovery can turn around and go. 
well, we didn't want it. We don't think it's going to make any money. We're not going to invest any more money into it. And we want to incorporate this into HBO Max content. Because I think live news and stuff, I mean, you know, we already see it. I think Hulu's got ABC News Live, like live stream. I think they should do that um, on Disney Plus internationally, just, you know, using its news content a little bit better. Um, I'm a new, I watch news all the time. Um, it, would be, it would actually be quite interesting to have um, like ABC News, like a live stream just rolling through Disney Plus constantly with global news. I think that would be great. And yeah, I, you can see how things are shifting. The smaller streaming services. I mean, yeah, CNN Plus didn't last a month. I mean, that is quite a, it's just a mess. What's interesting is that a lot of the stories about it tend to frame it as, oh, it was a failure of a launch, right? Yeah. But the fact is we we don't know. Uh, I don't think they ever publish numbers of subscribers or, or how much will, it, they, no, they never will. But yeah, that, that's how it's pitched, or, or at least the headlines very carefully imply that it was so bad, that it was so unpopular that it didn't do anywhere. But the reality is, is what you described, it's like discovery taking over and like, we, we don't actually want this app, please get rid of it now before it becomes a harder thing to get rid of. Yeah. And it, it's entirely possible that CNN was making their money back on it. And it's entirely possible that it did bomb. We we just don't yeah. know. But it is a little, you know, disingenuous to be implying, oh, it, it got, they pulled the plug because it, the launch was just so terrible. It's like, was it? We don't know. Yeah, and also it's like, um, you know, the, 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 the number of what it was going to pull in was always going to be harder because of the type of content it was. Um, I mean, I think a lot of the content will probably end up shifting over to CNN or it will go over to HBO Max when they've kind of sorted out what they're doing. You can see that, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery are realigning what they're doing, you know, with all their streaming services. I think we're going to see much more consolidation. I think there's going to be a lot, I think, you know, there'll be more ahead. I think like Cinemax and Boomerang, you know, there's a few other ones that they've got hanging around. We're probably all going to get integrated at some point. And I think that's what's going to happen with Disney. I think you're going to see the same thing that's happening over there with the streaming services coming in and going, look, there's only so many people will subscribe to. And you need to have almost the streaming service becomes its own bundle because it's like, well, you're offering more, so much in there that it's more valuable to us now. You know, I think you are getting to that point of you're going to have Netflix, Amazon, Disney, HBO Max, and then there's maybe room for the fifth one of like you know Peacock slash Paramount Plus or so. There's only going to be so many, and you know I feel like you know we're already seeing Disney lining up the pieces with Hulu and stuff. But you know, you are it just makes sense on so many different levels to have this consolidation because the market is contracting after the pandemic and also money's being tighter um for example here in the uk there was a, a, a report out that uh, the churn rate in the uk drastically increased in the last three months and it's like yeah. how much of that is content how much of it is people going you know the restrictions i'm um, coming to the end here how much is due to budgets you know, of like, oh, well, you know, more people bouncing between the services, but also if you're just not at home or if you, if you've, you know, the cost of everything's just skyrocketing. If there's a choice between putting your heating on or Disney Plus, you know, you need to put your heating on. Well, hopefully uh, not your heating at this point, because I don't know about you guys. It's starting to warm up very oh, yeah. quickly over here. Um, I, I never realized that was just yeah. an example. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of churn rate for a lot of them. And I think 
the scenario that I've mentioned a couple times where people will rotate between streaming services is probably what we're going to start seeing more mm -hmm. and more of. So you, you subscribe to Netflix, you watch the stuff you wanted to watch on Netflix, you watch Stranger Things season four, and then you're like, okay, I've watched what I wanted to watch on Netflix, cancel that sub, let's go over to Disney Plus, we'll watch uh, The Book of Boba Fett and Moon Knight because I didn't have it when those came out. Okay, we're done with that. All right, let's go over to Paramount Plus and watch the Star Trek and Halo stuff and so on and so on. But then there's the other side of things. I think once all the ad tiers start kicking in, you know, because with I don't, HBO Max hasn't got its ad tier yet. Is it, is it, I don't think it's launched just yet. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think I know like Paramount and HBO, they're all adding in these like these lower cost tiers. And I think you're going to end up, there's that other option of you might go, ooh. Oh, we'll just cut down to the ad version, and you can have three or four of them with ads, and you can have all of it. And I think that's going to be, you know, or you might be like, well, I don't watch that one less, so I might drop that one down to ad tier because I don't watch it as much as this one. Um, it's like me, for example. Um, I could quite easily be like with Disney Plus, going, I watch enough of it that I'm going to do the ad free version because that's fine. But Netflix, I don't watch a lot of it. I don't, I, you know, my wife watches a lot more of it. Um, I, I, I could, I, well, hey, I could drop it, but I would, I could quite easily drop down to ads because it's like, I don't really watch enough of it. Um, and that's the same kind of, I think we are going to see that shift. And I think that's why Disney Plus, when they can merge stuff, but if they've got that ad tier, it is also extra revenue. You know, there's other things as well as some money coming in from different services. The live streams, they can start incorporating ads into them. There's a lot of talk right now with all the sports because pretty much nearly every network seems to have a different night of NFL. You know, they've all, they're all Amazon's picking up stuff. They're all picking up a night each. Um, you know, uh, Disney's got Monday nights. Um, so yeah, I think you're really starting to see this big. I could see Monday night football on Disney Plus as a live stream. You know, I could see that happening um, in the fall. Um, as well, of just like offering this different kind of content. Yeah, and as much as I don't like the ad tiers in general, I realize they will uh, enable people to be able to see this. You can't, but it also on the Disney side or the um, producer side, it, the the ads are a much better measure of how profitable a show is because it gets kind of fuzzy with streaming. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you can look at how many people are viewing something, but it's hard to determine. Uh, did they subscribe for this reason or are they watching it because they're already subscribed? You know, that, that kind of thing. Whereas, you know, if you get movie theater revenue, you know, you, you went and saw turning red in the theater, that's what you spent money on. You didn't, yeah. you didn't get a ticket to turning red and then walk over and watch the Batman. You know, it, it, it doesn't work that way. Ad tier gives them a much better number to go. Well, we, we broadcast this football game on Monday night and we made this much money with ad tier revenue, that means it was worth it for us to continue broadcasting these because it's making its money back or it's very close to it, one or the other. I think we are really going to see a big shift. And I think what's happened this past week with Netflix is I would say it's almost like, okay, we now know where the ceiling is. You know, We know where the, the top end of subscribers are globally. Disney's still got a lot of countries to launching and they can keep building in it. And they'll want to keep that revenue stream running every month because they're going to get used to that revenue stream you know 200 million people paying you know 10 bucks a month that's a lot of that's quite a nice bit of chunk chains dropping in but they're gonna to have to spend the money to make it i think we we might not see as many big you know i mean i think like stranger things is like 30 million an episode 
and you know, like all together, that series is like three hundred. And there is that point where the people are going, these shows are just too expensive. They're not worth this amount of money. Um, there's also been a lot of other talk, really, like with Netflix and stuff, of going right. Okay, what what are the characters? What are the brands from Netflix? Like Squid Game, you know, Stranger Things, Umbrella Academy, and then you're starting to like. You know, um, but with the other, you know, with NBC and with Warner and with Paramount, you can do that a lot easier. Amazon's harder, but then, you know, they've even managed to slide in now with MGM. They've got, you know, James Bond and they've got their own little stuff going on there that they can build on. And they've got Lord of the Rings and they've got the Wheel of Time and they've got some franchises they can work with. I'm really enjoying Reacher. I'm really enjoying the Reacher right now. I'm about halfway through the first season. I'm really enjoying that one. It's on my list. I haven't seen that one yet. Um, But... Also, you know, Netflix, that was a complaint that a lot of uh, consumers have is that they keep killing off their brands before they have a chance to grow. If you read the comments threads about Netflix, a lot of them are like, maybe you should stop canceling shows after two seasons or ending them on cliffhangers. And like, uh, I'm sure that there are very valid financial reasons why they're doing that. But, you know, when that is the perception that people have that you're not going to stand behind your brands, it it becomes very hard to launch things. It's also um, very, I think it's tricky, like with the the free season rule of like, ultimately like when a show goes to the third season, it's not bringing in new, it's not bringing in new viewers the same way. So you have season four, season five, you know, it's like, like Grey's Anatomy now, like season 18, it's got to be much harder to attract a new, a uh, new person into the show now. Cause they're like, you know, I, I, what do you mean? It's 350 episodes. Yeah, no, I can't jump into it. Binge watching helps, you know, get people caught up on it but also you need those the people like that about those big tv shows that run and run the familiarity of just having it um i think marvel are in that good place right now where they can you know i've said about it before where they can basically do like i don't know like they can do hashtag you know you can do an extra tag so you can go we're not doing moon knight season two no we're doing moon knight you know graystone or something like that and suddenly it's a new show but it's still a continuation. So they've got that advantage. Whereas I think, you know, net and also there's been a lot of talk as well with Netflix of the days of the golden, like, Oh, come over here. I have a TV show. You get a TV show. You get a TV show. And now it's going to be like, mm, yeah, you need to prove that this is going to be worth it. They say that, you know, that's really going to have an impact on on the whole market. You know, Netflix ain't going to be coming in anymore just outbidding everyone to buy to get all the talent and then realizing you can get the talent but if you don't actually support the content it doesn't work well they also need to get give money to the rest of the production staff as well because like another thing you hear frequently is like oh the 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 movies get the talent but then they don't really spend a lot on the writing so you get these cookie cutter movies and things like that but when you when they do let the writers kind of have some free reign, you get stuff like BoJack Horseman, you get mm. things like Stranger Stranger Things, and uh, these shows which end up being wildly popular and, and generate buzz, but they don't seem to be focusing on that side of things as much anymore. But also as well, you can have a creator creating a lot of stuff that might be interesting, but if the audience isn't interested, it doesn't There's work. Um, and sometimes the executives that are guiding the shows and the, the bosses at the top of the networks and stuff are going, yeah, this is a bit like um, too quirky. It's not might going to hit a main. But also, you, I think you're going to see a big shift with Netflix with that whole binge drop 
because every other streamer has gone, yeah, that system's not really working for us. We're not, <laughs> you know, we get two months out of a new, uh, you know, we're spending this much money on a show and we get two months of buzz about it. Netflix gets a weekend. Um, it's just yeah. not sustainable. It's not, it wasn't sustainable. No, you get the occasional show like Squid Games, which will keep the water cooler talk going for a while. I know that was, people were buzzing about that yeah. for a while. The, the Queen's Gambit was buzzing for quite some time. But yeah, for the most part, you know, the, the series drops, people binge watch it over the weekend, they talk about it on Monday, and then next Monday they're talking about another show, and you really mm. don't get that long-term return on these shows. Well, also as well, I, I think that whole binge system um, is like younger audiences tend to binge. Well, generally younger audiences have more time. You know, the older audiences don't have, you know, they don't turn around and go, right, here's here's um, 22 episodes of Grey's Anatomy and an hour, you know, there's, it's, like, it's just too much. You can't, you know, someone, uh, you know, an, an older audience is just isn't going to be able to consume that. It's just too overwhelming. But an hour a week, it's doable. Even shows that I was super excited for on Netflix, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and things like that, it would normally take me several weeks to watch them, even mm. though they all dropped at once. And I know I know there are people who watched like the entire season of Daredevil in one day. It's it sat down and watched for 13 hours straight. But it's right. Like I, I I can't do that. Even for and I really loved like Daredevil season one, but the impulse to watch five episodes back to back just I mean, it's like I kind of think like if it's a really good show, we might be able to do it over a weekend of like three or four episodes a day. Mm -hmm. But that's about you know, yeah, it's just really. I think as a whole, like Netflix has really had, I would say the they've had that big slap. The whole streaming market now for and it's going to impact on all of them. Of just like look, this is just not this this streaming just giants of you know it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger like no it's there's a limit to what you're going to be able to do there's a limit to what you can spend a year on content you know you're not gonna you know it's like disney plus is going to hit a point you know they've said about you know they will reach that capacity is at any point them having a marvel and a star wars show dropping on different days or at the same time is it just like well actually we're just wasting money you know, it's good for us as a consumer, but from their point of view, it's like, yeah, no, it's, this is not, I personally feel like dropping that in a National Geographic and some lifestyle stuff and the Kardashians and this, there's choice, different different people are having different things. But to me, like Marvel and Star Wars are just way too tightly well, knit. But we don't know. That, that's the thing is we're not really sure. Um what kind of monetary considerations they have. Cause okay. At some point they will stop growing. Obviously mm -hmm. that that's just inevitable that you can't, you hit a wall at some point, but that doesn't mean that the current subscribers aren't paying their subscription. Yeah. You're still bringing in a monthly rate for the subscribers. And if you're at 200 million or 150 million, that's not a small amount of money. Yeah. Um, and you got to keep them engaged and keep that money coming in. Right. Uh, so you know, they might not do a show like Obi-Wan again, because that's gonna, that's got to be a very expensive show yeah. for them to do with the, the talent that they brought in and the way they're basically treating it as a movie that's been split up into to parts rather than as a television show. You might not see something like that again. But things like The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and Moon Knight, we'll definitely continue seeing stuff at that caliber. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I think it's been a real like wake up across, across the bow of the streaming was Netflix taking a massive hit 
And like I said, it, it, it's, it is a ripple effect because that that is affecting. There's going to be board. There's been, probably already been meetings at high levels of like, because they are the ones that everyone was looking at and going, right, this right. is what we're trying to you know, do again. And they're going, right, okay. Well, what if we can only hit 300 million is the top max global subscribers? I mean, you look at, for, you know, like people say, well, there's 8 billion people in the world. Yeah, but you take away the kids. You know, if you've got, fam, you know, how it's per household. I mean, this whole thing, like, with cutting back on uh, sharing accounts, because I think Netflix is what, about 100 million accounts are currently being shared. And that's why they wanted to go, you know what? You guys are all watching our stuff here. You can pay us that. <laughs> like, yeah. um, and it's like, yeah, but you guys have been, you've you've encouraged this. It's basically like, you know, like if we went into the supermarket and they gave us free stuff every time we walked in, a big basket full of food, here you go, give that, you know, and like, well, and like you do that for 10 years and then one day you go in there, where's my bat? Oh, you want me to pay for it? Well, you know, well that, that's... Netflix hasn't got enough people hooked, I don't think, because I don't think the content's there. Well, that's the thing is the content did used to be there though, yeah. right? That was the big hook for Netflix in the beginning was they were the only game in town and they had all the big movies they had all of the big originals, you know, Daredevil. I, I remember when they announced Daredevil and people were just going nuts. Like, this is a, a huge game for them. And, you know, the, they would they would be the platform. The companies would go, okay, uh, we released this movie. It's been out on Blu-ray. Uh, here's our top tier movie. Go ahead and throw it on the streaming platform. Just give us some money for it. But now everyone else has gotten the game, too. And so, you know, Daredevil is no longer on Netflix. The big movies from HBO are no longer on Netflix. They and it doesn't seem like they've had a plan, a viable plan to make up for this loss of content no. because we we talk about how they they don't have much content now. They did. They had yeah. a lot of content that and that's what made them popular. And also the fact that they were a one stop shop. They made it easy. You wanted. Yeah. I mean, they killed to watch movies. Let's be honest. They killed Blockbuster. <laughs> they killed Blockbuster, and now they're they're kind of making the same mistakes. But they. Now that they are no longer the one-stop shop, you know, people look at it and go, well, HBO Max has more of the things that I want than you guys do. So I'm sorry. Yeah. We, we've had many, many good years together, but I got to go over to HBO Max now. I, I, I mean, I, I'm really intrigued at what HBO Max is about to become because mm -hmm. it's like you guys are really kind of, you know, you're adding all that discovery content in there and some sports. Um, it's suddenly going to become a, a lot more um, just – I think they need to sort out their brands a bit more and streamline a little bit, um, rather than having like TV channels as a brand. Like, there's not, there's nothing, you know, it doesn't mean anything, um, especially to me because that's that's one of the big things for me. Like, I looked the other day, I went on to like the new, new Discovery. Um, I'm going to bring it up just because uh, Warner Brothers Discovery and like it, it's like, well, what is some of this stuff? It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything because it's it's like a well, TV channel. And it, and it's like, but it doesn't. It's like I'm going to bring this one up here now. It's more, it's more of an archaic way of looking at things, yeah. though, right? Because um, especially it's when like, we, <coughs> excuse me, when we were growing up, and even before that, uh, you identified stuff by the channel it was on. Yeah, you know, I, I would turn to Fox in the morning so I could watch my cartoons, and I'd have Nickelodeon on at a certain time because that's when like Doug and Rugrats would come on. I would turn to Disney Channel after I got back to school because that's where Rescue Rangers were. And there, there was that mentality of you would identify what you wanted to watch by what channel it was on. Yeah. But these days, there's 
thousands of channels and channel identity basically doesn't exist anymore. Well, I mean, it's like for me as a as a Brit, because I I mean it's like TBS. I mean, I think it's got American Dad on, and that's a, a network. I've got no idea what that is. I've got it, no idea what that what that is. It, as a, it is as a, a syndication channel. It, it's yeah. not even their own property. They just buy the rights to to show stuff over and over again. And so, if you want to binge watch Law and Order or Family Guy or something, that's where you go. Yeah, but it's like I said. Like to me, that's not really necessarily. Um, well, uh, it's like ID. What what's ID? I actually, I actually don't know what ID is. I think it's a crime channel so um, tnt to me was like i used to watch wcw on it that was the last time yeah. i watched tnt and that was 20 years ago where last time i know it's old movies but for me it was always wcw so that was the only channel i could watch that on um and i'm like that's not, a na- that's not a name i have seen in like 20 plus years uh, honestly i haven't either too but i do remember watching shows on it because it's like oh yeah tnt that's the channel i turned to at, the, at such and such time uh i could see this working for them but they need to consolidate stuff because, like, uh, you know, you've got channels that basically do the same thing. They just have slightly different content. I find it funny that Cinemax is on the HBO Go, but yeah, um, I mean, it's like to me. I mean, I imagine like Cinemax is going to be likely to be. I would imagine will be soaked up at some point into hate. It makes a lot of sense. A lot of I these mean, will get merged. Yeah, I mean, things like like Boomerang and Cartoon Network. I, I, is there a difference in the kind of content or what it is? I don't know at least back in the day there was cartoon network was more aimed at um younger audiences until it got to adult swim which was supposed to be the, the more mature content and like these other channels yeah, they, they had their niche but the niches have become fuzzy over yeah. the years it's this is this is the kind of thing to me of like you know and I, i'll say the same thing about disney i mean i think freeform is a classic example of um a brand that no longer exists anymore um, I feel like, you know, the, the mix, like what I feel like, like search, like FX, you know, these are brands they could do with some, some merging. I feel like FX in 20th century should kind of in some way, you know, do we need all these different brands and networks and stuff? So I definitely feel like there's going to be some consolidation there as well, but, um, Definitely feel with Warner Brothers Discovery, there needs to be a little bit more of them. Um, and I always felt that even with HBO Max. So you just like look on the go, and they were like, look at our brands. I'm like, your brands don't mean much. Well, <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's like, that's not a strong brand of like, yeah, Discovery always kind of fits alongside like National Geographic. There's like a, you know, I remember walking through an airport and seeing the Discovery store or some, or, you know, you'd be walking. I remember walking through um, Sydney, Australia, and seeing the Warner Brothers store and going in there and stuff. Of, you know, it had you knew what you were getting when you walked in. But yeah, um, some of them I, were just. Like, I think they do serve some purpose because, like, you might want to go on HBO Max because they've got um, a particular collection of, of shows. They, they've got Adult Swim, and you really loved Adult Swim. Being able to see that banner. You know, okay, these are the things that are nostalgic for me when I was growing up, or or things like that. But I do think that the value of them is much lower than it used to be. There is still value; they're they're not completely useless, and it's. But they do they do need to consolidate them because there are a lot of them that are. I mean, it's, sort of, it's like to me as well, like it's like Turner Classic Movies. Like, well, it shouldn't isn't that just Warner Brothers? Just Warner Brother movies? It just doesn't. You know, it's it's like calling 20th century studio films yeah. by a different name, and like, well, they're still old. They're just old movies, right? But know. the Turner Classic is supposed to, or at least used to, focus on a specific sub subset yeah. of movies. It's the 
the movies that you know your grandparents grew up with or influenced modern movies whereas wb yeah. movies are supposed to be 70s 80s 90s yeah. something like that and tcw is supposed to be uh or classic movies are supposed to be these older uh you know the old song and dance movies singing in the rain casablanca and things like that yeah it's just it's just very interesting to see how all of this worked out i just looked at the time so we're going to do a quick bit just before we head off on this week's episode of moon Knight. just have a quick chat before we um head off but as a whole yeah as the streaming wars have really shifted this week you know we're really seeing a massive shift in how that's come together but final thing of the day the latest episode of moon Knight. What did you think of it? I, <coughs> excuse me, that's what I thought of when I coughed. Um, no, it was, it was a very good episode, kind of a fun little uh, rearrangement of the pieces and and shifting of where the show's going to be next week. I know uh, you'd, you'd mentioned like that kind of shift in the ending and cliffhanger ending and you're like, I, because you, you saw this week ago. This is ago. the thing, I watched this episode about five weeks ago. Right, and this is where I've been left hanging for the last five weeks while everybody's been catching, and it's just been like oh, that last scene with the with the, the hippo, and you're like, "What? Okay, like what's happening next?" Like I'm desperate to see what happens on Wednesday because I've literally just been sat for five weeks waiting to find out what happens next. And, <laughs> and like, like you, it's like you guys don't know how long we've been. Waiting. Well, I, I know exactly how long yeah. you tell me every week, but. Um, it's interesting because the character that they introduced there at the end is not in the comics, as far as I know. Um, granted, given the setting of of the ending, it might be in one of the comics that uh, that's come out since I I stopped reading. But uh, as far as I know, Tarawet Tawaret is not a, a Marvel character up to this point. So this is a brand new character for yeah. for the, an actual Egyptian god. You know, they're, they're the goddess of fertility and rebirth and things like that. Uh, but um, new ground for marvel so we'll see how that goes it's gonna be interesting i mean there's a whole thing as well of like is um jake or jack in the um the other exactly yeah is he in the other um sarcophagus you know in the tomb and stuff and is he trying to get out and it just was just like what's going on was any of that real did any of it happen is that why we didn't have any references to the um, mcu because it didn't happen no i i I know they're playing a little bit with the it's all in his head angle, but I'm I'm pretty sure that that this is the fake part. This is he's kind of in yeah. the waiting room for the afterlife uh, kind of deal. That's why she's showing up. Gonna she because her her job is either to guide you to rebirth or to bring you down to to yeah. where you get judged by Anubis and the whole heart feather thing and all that. Uh, and presumably this will lead to him getting resurrected again yeah. uh, and and leading into the the final fights, but. I do like they are kind of playing with that whole like legion mentality. Is it actually happening? Is it is just in his head? Yeah. Yeah, it's just like the last 10 minutes because it was kind of bordering on becoming like Indiana Jones territory of the first like half of the episode, you know, where they're racing around inside of a tomb and fighting mm -hmm. some kind of weird monster. And the next minute, you know, it's like it just, you know, suddenly they're in an but it's like that kind of thing. That's not a real insane asylum. That's just too too arty it's too well it's it, yeah it was just too like bright. What? too bright you know all the egyptian artifacts everywhere it was just like there's no way that that, that feels real and obviously you know, you're the talking hippo um <laughs> well, 
<laughs> oh, it, it's very clearly supposed to be um, his mindscape. Yeah, because yeah, everything is focused on things that have happened in the episode. And of course, you can do the reading of it where, oh, no, uh, the things that are happening because he's drawing in, in, influenced by that. He, yeah. He's being influenced by or like usual suspects where he's narrating the story because he found the postcard that had, you know, this piece on it. And But no, I, I think it's the other direction where he's kind of getting glimpses of important events in his life while he's waiting to be shipped off to whatever the next part of his life or afterlife will be. Yeah. It's just, it's just such a great show. It really is. Um, it is, like I said, it's, it feels so different from everything before. And I know that's a bit cliche with it, but this show, um, I just can't wait to see what happens in the next two episodes. Um, yeah, it's, it's just so good. And like, you know, this, this episode that that like it really was that kind of thing like you know you had the Indiana Jones bit and then it went into um, the whole thing inside that in, in asylum and you just like oh this it just feels so different from that first episode doesn't it where he's running around London and then he's like running around Egypt and then now yeah it's yeah I, I can't wait to see what happens and you know he's obviously gonna have to get this he's obviously gonna have to get Conchu back to get the suit back in the sixth episode. Um, to have the big fight with Arthur. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of interested to see how they're going to do that because Arthur is not being presented as, you know, a physical opponent. You know, it's, he's a very mental yeah. opponent. So <laughs> what are they going to do for the big fight? And it, he might end up with like, you know, a suit of his own coming from uh, the God that he's, he's hunting yeah. for. But yeah, no, where, where do they go with this? There's a lot of different directions they can go. And uh, it's very interesting. It's very uh, cerebral and and kind of fun with what's going on there. Yeah, I, I've, I'm I'm loving this series. I think it's I think it's fantastic. I'm I loving the idea of them like really. Exp- and there's also fun with having a character I know so little about because it really does just kind of it's fresh, it's new. I, I'm going in a different direction. Moonlight just looks great. Mister Knight is fantastic it's entertaining he's just really cool so just yeah so it's just i can't wait you know and there's talk about you know this you know um jack's gonna have his own um costume as well as some kind and i don't know Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with jake uh he there's a couple different directions and i'm kind of getting the feeling like he might not be on the side of mark and and steven actually so we'll we'll see what comes up from that also, I think it'd be great. I don't think it ex- it will happen, but I'd love to see Conchu make an appearance in Thor, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, because you know we are getting gods. But well, this is the thing: is I mean, you're lining up to the idea of like, you know, are they? Is there going to be a crossover with with Thor where you know Gore takes out Conchu? But I love Conchu. I mean, I think he's such an amazing. I love the voice. That kind of oh no, the idiots in charge. <laughs> I have I have to admit, I, I originally thought uh, I wasn't actually that big on the voice. I didn't think it had enough presence for what you would yeah. expect of God, but it has grown on me. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's great. So there we go. So that is um, this week's episode. Um, throughout the week, um, keep an eye because I've got um, two interviews. We've got um, the costume designer of Moon Knight and also the cinematographer of Moon Knight. So they'll be coming out. I did those interviews last night. Um, so they'll be coming up in the coming, um, probably in the week ahead. So yeah, so that, that was a lot of fun talking, you know, it's quite great fun just talking um, yes, last night to, you know, how they made the suit and, you know, some of the details and stuff and what they had to do and stuff that, that was really interesting. So keep an eye out for that. On that note, guys, thank you very much. And we shall see you guys soon.
Laters.